This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Today on the show, we're going to talk to recruiting man Danny West. We're going to get his insight on Arkansas's latest commitment of Marion Harris, where Arkansas recruiting is headed. We're going to get to your question as well and talk a little bit of football, of course. All that and more on Hogsports Live. And before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. If you haven't tuned in on Facebook Live, be sure to do so. Also available on YouTube. And uh, throw us a thumbs up, throw us a like on both of those platforms, and uh, share it with your friends if you think might, they might like them. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to throw us a five-star rating and leave a review. And by the way, we had one person leave a really nice review but gave us a one-star rating. I think that was on accident. So if you think you might have done that, go back and change that one-star to a five-star if you don't mind. Uh, also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Hogsports is just $1 right now for your first month or 30% off for your first year. And be sure to sign up for text alerts so you get your breaking news. You would have found out about Marion Harris's commitment soon after it happened. Uh, and also uh, breaking news newsletters, regular newsletters. We send all kinds of different things. All right, everybody. So I want to jump into Danny West real quick, get him on the horn. But uh, for those who haven't been following, Marion Harris has committed to Arkansas. He's a four-star offensive lineman from Joe T. Robinson, a guy that we've been following for a really long time, uh, since ninth grade when he started getting offers from Arkansas, Alabama, and other programs like that. So a nice pickup for Arkansas, guy we've been watching for a while. And I want to just jump in right with Danny West, We'll get him on the horn. For those of you who haven't followed Danny West, you can follow him at Danny West 247 Still haven't fixed that. I'm going to fix it this offseason, but haven't fixed it yet. I got a Danny West one on there, but it's Danny West 247 on Twitter. Does a great job. Been with us for over a decade. All right, I got you. How's it going, Danny? Good. How are you? Doing good. Well, I was just – uh bringing everybody up to speed, of course, with the Marion Harris's commitment to Arkansas and uh, a legacy at Arkansas. He's listed anywhere from like 6'6", 330, 6'7", 370. And I talked to Brian Maupin, uh, a coach over there, and he says 6'7", 370. And then I saw on a newscast with a preview for a Marion, and a Marion himself says he's 6'6", 330. So that's that's pretty all, all over the, the place. All over the map. Uh, Mop did tell me again yesterday that he's 370, so that's what I went with. Um, you know, if Amarion says something different, then, you know, <laughs> well, I'll have to get back with him on that. We're going to have to get we'll this guy on eventually. a scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he gets here, uh, you got to get him on a scale. But, yeah, big pickup, Trey. I mean, honestly, kind of a unique deal with Amarion. You know, for a guy that we've talked about, we've known him for what three and a half years mm-hmm. the the guy just never put anything out there the entire time which you know it's kind of refreshing when you think about it never a look at me type guy never came out with a top 20 and all that jazz so yeah i like the kid i think uh you know he's he's obviously huge i'd rather him be too big than than not big enough we've mm-hmm. seen where that can get you in the sec when you're 
when you're, uh, you know, struggling to catch up with size on the offensive line. So, yeah, uh, you know, he's going to have to redistribute some weight when he gets to college, but that should should be no problem for him. He's he's a good kid, hard worker, smart guy, and, you know, he's got a father who's he's been through it, and he can kind of lean on it. You know, the first time I really felt kind of old doing this stuff, I was at uh, I was at a seven-on-seven deal, and uh, Joe Adams was there, and I was talking to him, and some song came over the loudspeaker. It was a Huey Lewis song. I was like, oh, this is from uh, Back to the Future. And he said, what's Back to the Future? And then I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, man, you were born after this movie was made. And now you've got these guys, you know, and Marion and, you know, other players now that are being recruited that were born after 2000. And, you know, I remember when his dad was playing, Elliot Harris. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think, remember him well. Yeah. What years was he there? I think I was in college. I think we're like around the I same think, uh, age. I think he was 2000 to maybe 02, 03, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, maybe was, a little bit was, later. Yeah, so he's, he's younger than Elliot. <laughs> his dad's younger than I am. So, uh, and he's got a, another son, I believe. He's a little bit older. Um, yeah, you remember yeah. Uh, Elliot Jr. a couple of years ago, yeah. if you recall, Trey. He, he had probably the best arm at he camp. Did. You know, he was a defensive lineman who could throw it about 80 mm-hmm. yards. So, pretty impressive. Yeah, I remember playing catch with him. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, told, he told Barry Lunny, because Barry Lunny was walking out, and he goes, hey, coach, watch this. And Barry's like, okay, all right. And he threw it, and I remember Barry going, oh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, boy. If you ever needed a hail mary, you, you go to that guy. Yeah. Pretty so impressive. I think he took the JUCO route. Not sure yeah. where where Junior is now. Yeah. Well, uh, Marion uh, was at a big time offer list. I think we went and saw him in ninth grade together uh, when That's they right. played Springdale up here, and he was starting at right tackle, I believe, for yeah. Joe T. Uh, but Alabama had offered him like as a ninth grader, uh, Arkansas, Georgia. Miami, Missouri, Mississippi State, OU, Ole Miss, TCU, Texas A&M, Tennessee, just a, a long offer list, uh, what you would expect for a, for a four-star offensive lineman. So, Andrew Chambly, Marion Harris, Eli Henderson, those are the, the commitments right now on the offensive line. Pittman has said before he likes he'd like to sign around four each class or so. Where, where are things shaking up with the, the rest of the offensive line? Yeah, I could actually see them going up of that a little bit, maybe five guys this year. Of course, you've, you've got three in the boat. You've got some official visitors coming in, like Cam East mm-hmm. out of St. Aug down in uh, New Orleans, six seven two eighty. 280. Uh, I think he's a three-star. He's right there on the border, but uh, big-time offer list there. And, you know, I've actually got Arkansas trending there a little bit. I think they're, they're in a really good spot. He's going to be here, uh, I want to say, June 25th. So uh, that's Cam East, and then, of course, June 4th is setting up to be a really big weekend. You're going to have several, I think seven right now, official visitors, and we expect that to keep growing. But Bryson Hurst is a four-star out of, uh, uh, I guess we're going to call it Gaudier, Mississippi. Somebody can sure. correct me <laughs> if, if that's wrong, dude. He's another big one, man, 6'6", 320, four-star guy, number uh, 36 among offensive tackles in this year's class and you know, the Ole Miss, Mississippi State, the usual suspects there, Auburn, you know, Florida State's up there for him. So quite a bit of offers for Bryson Hurst. And again, he's going to be in that first wave of official visitors next month. 
Danny West again joining us with Hog Sports, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Again, you can read all of his stuff. He does a lot of VIP content, so you will need a VIP membership. And again, it's just $1 right now for your first month if you want to read Danny's stuff. One of the interesting articles that he did uh, after the commitment was uh, inside the numbers where he breaks down, you know, just several different aspects of, of the commitment and the impact on the class. And I thought it was really cool. Uh, your uh, highest-rated offensive lineman in the last ten classes, Marion, is fifth uh, yeah. all time, just right behind Andrew Shambly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they're four and five out class. of the last ten classes, and Marion's twelfth overall um, since. I mean, I, I guess time, you go back yeah. to like two thousand or so when uh, the rankings started with with like Jason Peters. Um, I don't know. If Peters was uh, was he an offense? I think I think Peters was actually a defensive lineman. Uh, defensive end and obviously ended up playing offensive tackle and, and, and still in the NFL right now, which is crazy. Like, there's not any of these guys on this list that are that far back, anywhere close to that, right. that are still in the NFL. You've got Frank Ragnow, who's there, who's class of 2014. And yeah, I think that's it. Is and Denver it, Kirkland still floating 16. around at all? I don't think so. If he is, I think he's a uh, you know practice squad player. But Yeah. Yeah, there's some I good some good linemen that they've recruited. Tony Hugo's on here, you know, Sean Andrews, of course. So, uh, and Marion is 12th all-time. Pretty cool. So, you've got a next up article, Danny. I don't want you to give it away, but just kind of touch on it. What do you think might be happening down the pipe for Razorback football recruiting? Well, you think about it. They're doing really well in, within the state now, right? So, um, I'll start with the in-state guys. You know, I think all of the focus now – we kind of knew when Amarion came up here for his unofficial, self-guided, however you want to put it, came up for a scrimmage earlier this spring. I want to say that first scrimmage of the spring. And uh, you kind of knew then, okay, that that's, that's a really good sign, right? Mm-hmm. Well, now you've got him in the boat officially. You can kind of turn your focus to, you know, three other in-state guys. Chase Nimrod, wide receiver at Bentonville. I think they're in a really good spot with him. Nico Davier down in Maumelle. Big time defensive end. I just saw he tweeted yeah, top eight uh, coming. earlier this morning. Top eight coming, so uh, that should be good. I think you know I've got Arkansas trending there uh, right now. Of course, everything can change. He's going to take some officials in June, but um, yeah, I think they're in a in a good spot there. And then now we're talking about Isaiah Satania again, wide yeah. receiver, four star from Fayetteville. Uh, he told me last week. I guess I could say that on here that. Um, He's actually going to take an unofficial visit. He could be, Trey, the first recruit they've had back on campus in well over a year, 14 months or something. So that'll be June 1st. He's going to take the super long trip down the road to to visit with the coaches. So that's a good sign, right? Yep. Well, I was just thinking about that, Danny, uh, in something I was writing. But we are – it's technically, I guess, going to be like a a 13-and-a-half-month dead period that comes – um, that ends in, in three weeks, exactly three weeks, the dead period will be over. And you could see a lot of shakeup with recruiting. I mean, obviously a lot of recruits, when they saw things getting pushed back again and again, and then to June, they're like, well, I've got to go ahead and lock up a spot sure. and stuff. I think we're going to end up seeing a lot of, you know, transfers from this. We have seen a lot of, of from the last class. Like, there's all kinds of – it's just been really unfair. And, you know, that's – life is like that sometimes. But you just hate to see, you know, these kids work their entire lives for what is, to that point, the biggest decision of their lives. 
And it's a really uninformed decision based on, you know, Zoom press, you know, Zoom interviews and stuff like that. They haven't been able to go on campus and stuff. So, um, you know, there's a lot of coaches that feel the same way probably. Like, hey, this guy's a lot bigger and faster than we thought. And this guy's a lot smaller and slower than we thought, you know. Yeah. So, um, it'd be good to start getting these guys uh, back up on campus here starting June 1st. And, and Arkansas has got a pretty nice weekend, right? coming up uh, i guess maybe the second fourth weekend something the like fourth that. Yep. yeah the fourth is a friday so uh yeah that's going to be a really good group there i can run through the official visitor names if you'd yeah. like throw us a, throw us a few of the key so, names yep i'll start with anthony brown big time we call him an athlete they want him as a db uh he can play safety or corner him up in my opinion six two one ninety two out of milan tennessee i spoke about bryson hurst there big offensive tackle out of Mississippi, you've got uh, Tyrus Washington coming up from Leesburg, Georgia, tight end. Uh, his teammate there, Jerron Willis, four-star linebacker who recently committed to uh, Georgia Tech. He'll be here. C.J. Smith, a wide receiver, 6'3", 180 out of Orlando. Uh, Bishop Moore High School, really speedy guy there. Uh, Big-time big offer list for C.J. Uh, you got Miles Rouser, he, he's already committed. To Arkansas, a four-star safety out of Detroit. And then Brandon Kennard, uh, another Tennessee guy running back. Ironically, you know, Arkansas's already got two there, but they see uh, Rashad DeBinion and Brandon Kennard as kind of utility guys. They mm -hmm. can do quite a bit of stuff for you. So keep an eye on those uh, seven official visitors coming in June 4th through the 6th. Danny, how did Arkansas get Miles Rouser? So for those who don't know, Miles Rouser's from Michigan. And he is the top-rated commitment in the class right now at safety, which it's incredible what Arkansas has done. Safety recruiting these past several classes now, just one after another. I mean, you really go back to Monteric Brown because he was a, technically a safety recruit. He was a four-star. And Arkansas hadn't had a four-star safety commitment in forever. And then they get him and then, you know, Jalen Catalan and Miles Slusher. I mean, it's just been now Miles Rouser. And, and also, like 20 years ago, was there somebody named Miles that was like – that I'm not thinking uh, of that was like everybody's going to name their kid Miles because there's a lot uh, of Miles is coming up. It's kind of interesting to follow recruiting because like there's a lot of common names that like keep popping up all the time. I remember sure. one time I was a substitute taught when I was in <laughs> when I was in uh, in college uh, for spring break and uh, this kid came up to me and he's like, "Hey, Cody's making fun of me or something." I'm like, "Who who who all's doing that?" He's like, "Cody J, Cody S, and Cody yep. T." And I'm like, "What's your name?" He's like, "I'm Cody Y." Like, <laughs> Cody, huh? Yeah. yeah, but it seems like a lot of miles are popping up. But um, back to my question on Miles Rouser, how how did Arkansas end up getting him out of the way to Michigan? Well, if you ask him, you know, he'll tell you they simply outworked everybody, that, that he connects with the staff. I think it's important to remember the new recruiting coordinator, Butler Benton. Yeah, he's a Detroit there. guy, too. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think he really hit it off as soon as he took over with him and, and made him feel comfortable here and – you know, uh, Miles will get his chance here in a few weeks to get down and visit. And typically, if they're willing to go ahead and commit sight unseen, well, Fayetteville is pretty nice, you know. So it, I think it could really solidify that commitment for a lot of these guys who have never even been here. Mm -hmm. You know, once you get here and see it, you're like, oh, yeah, this, this is going to work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so uh, probably a much different scenery, you know, coming from Detroit, but you know, certainly I think he's going to enjoy it. So to answer your question, I think they all work people. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what happened with Michigan State there. 
not sure he could have gone to Alabama. You know, not sure they were making him a priority. But Arkansas just found themselves in a really good spot there and, mm-hmm. and capitalized. Yeah, nice-looking addition. And Butler Benton, I haven't had a chance to talk with him at all, but uh, seems like he's been hitting the ground running for Arkansas. All right, and uh, Danny, anything else you want to add? That's it, buddy. All right, man. Appreciate you joining us. <laughs> Wish I had more for you, but that's where it's at. <laughs> all right, brother. Talk to you later. All right, man. See you. All right. All right, that's Danny West again. You can follow him at Danny West 247 Been with us for, I don't know, it feels like forever, but uh, he, he's been doing a great job covering Razorback recruiting for a number of years. So if you don't follow Danny, be sure to do so. And if you haven't signed up for a VIP membership, then go to hawgsports.com and, and check us out. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. So just looking at offensive line recruiting here recently, what Arkansas has put together uh, in the 2020 class, Sam Pittman's first class, brought in Marcus Henderson, four-star offensive lineman, um, number 23 offensive guard prospect in the country according to 24-7 sports, number 15 on the 24-7 sports composite. So the composite actually had him higher. But, you know, he had Arkansas, Missouri, Ole Miss, Auburn, you know, just a – the kind of offer less you would expect. And it feels like with Henderson, you know, it's great to get guys that are highly rated, but also for them to start kind of panning out. And my opinion on Henderson, I think they're grooming him right now for the left tackle of the future. That doesn't mean he's going to be. There's other nice-looking recruits coming in that are, you know, can push him. That's great. But right now he's been rolling second group, left tackle. And in the red-white scrimmage, he actually worked right tackle and faced off against Dorian Gerald, who's a six-year senior and I think has a lot of talent. So I felt like in run blocking, he kind of struggled in that regard against Dorian, but pass blocking held his own. And again, you're flipping sides. So that's a, that's a lot to ask from a young player to go up against him. So I thought he held his own pass blocking, which, you know, is pretty important for a left tackle, though he's playing on the right side in this one. Jalen St. John was ranked number 31 offensive guard prospect in the country, number 11 player in Missouri, number 566 overall. He got up to like 6'5", 359. He's down to about 340 now. He's a guy that I think, you know, he's worked some left tackle, right tackle. I think he's a right guard in the future. I just like the idea of Jalen St. John at about 340. Takias Crawford, who we'll get to in a second, at 6'5", what is he, 355, I think it was his weight. But that's a lot of weight over on the right side. And Jalen St. John, again, Missouri, Auburn, Florida State, Illinois, had another nice group of offers. Uh, and then Takias Crawford, who Arkansas had a commitment from, he decommitted. I remember I was walking off the field. Uh, maybe I was on the field. I can't remember. It was like right around when I was about to do the walk and talk in Lexington, Kentucky. 
And Crawford decommitted, and I was just thinking, man, there's just an extra gut punch for Arkansas. But he decommitted, ended up at Charlotte. A lot of teams didn't think he'd get eligible. He got eligible and then um, decided to transfer. Just felt like that's where his heart was at Arkansas. And, um, you know, another four-star recruit, number 19 offensive tackle prospect in the country, 230 overall uh, and 35 in Texas. Had a lot of nice offers, although a lot of schools backed off of him because they didn't didn't think he would qualify. It's kind of different with recruiting. It's like you don't just sign a guy. You know, it's probably been 10 years it's been like this. But you used to be able to sign as many guys as you wanted, and there was a sign-in-place deal. Like you'd sign a guy, go to junior college, if they, you know, and, and hope that he qualifies. You know, sometimes you'd sign like two guys and think, well, one of them will qualify, and then you figure it out after that if it didn't work out. But that's kind of how things are done now. Ray Curry, Jr., Number 973 overall, 81 offensive tackle, 28 in Tennessee. He isn't really pushed as much just yet as, like, Takias Crawford, who only played half the spring. Uh, he had an injury. And then um, Jalen St. John. He hasn't really pushed as much as those guys have yet. And Marcus Henderson, of course. Um, but a guy with a lot of size, 6'6", 3 – I think he's about, about 300 now. He was about 315 when he was being recruited, so he, they trimmed him up a little bit, built him back. And then you fast forward to the 2021 class, and you got Terry Wells. Terry Wells is a composite three-star, barely. So you have to be an 89, a .89 to be a four-star, and he's a .8863, so I've got to round up. But he was a, a four-star on 24-7 sports, number 31 offensive tackle, number one prospect in Arkansas on 24-7 sports. Mississippi State, Miami, Arkansas, and others recruited him. I think he has a potential to be a left tackle. He's not like super tall, but he's long, 6'4", 306. I think he might be more of a, a tackle prospect, whereas Cole Carson, maybe more of a guard, maybe a right tackle, 6'5", 285. I think he's heavier than that. That's kind of an old weight. But number 541 player in the country nationally, 46 offensive tackle and 81 in Texas. You always like top 100 players in Texas. Arkansas, Arizona, Auburn, Baylor. <clears throat> Excuse me. Class of 2021 out of Bogota, Texas. Small school football. The bit, That's the smallest school classification that plays 11-man football. And then Devon Manuel, who's kind of more of a project guy, but it's a good place to start if you're working a project at 6'8", 300 pounds out of Louisiana. Again, project, 1,041 prospect in the country, 94 offensive tackle, 34 overall prospect in Louisiana, Alcorn State, Grambling State, Houston, Indiana. You know, not not the impressive offer list that we've seen with some of these other guys, but, again, a guy that they think that they can make a really good player. And, again, 6'8", 300 is a good place to start. And then you fast forward to the current class, class of 2022. These guys are coming up on their high school year, on their final high school year. 6'6", 285 for Andrew Chambly. I bet that weight has changed. I don't think we've updated that in a little bit. That's kind of been a problem with, you know, not having all the same, you know, the camps and all the activity and stuff. You miss a lot of the verified stuff. I think when we – I was actually looking back at some of Arkansas's four-star prospects in the past, and it's amazing how well we nail the height from – college from high school to college like they're all about the same height and I think when we get to you know looking back on this class of 2022 and 2021 
we'll be like, wow, these heights are off <laughs> just because we didn't have a way to verify them like we normally would. But Andrew Chambly, number 273 player in the country, 30 offensive tackle, number two in Arkansas, and actually on 24-7 sports, that's the composite, on 24-7 sports individual site rankings, 231 nationally, 21 offensive tackle, number two in Arkansas. And again, Michigan State, Auburn, Florida, on and on. Eli Henderson, a guy that people haven't talked about a whole lot, but uh, number 703 overall prospect in the country, number 24 offensive guard recruit, number nine player in South Carolina on the composite, 6'4", 290. Arizona State, Georgia. Sam Pittman recruited him when he was at Georgia and offered him there uh, in Arkansas. And he was a very early commitment. Hasn't wavered at all, all the way out in Duncan, South Carolina. And then, of course, most recently, a Marion Harris. We've got to figure out the weight thing. We've got to figure out, I mean, is he 6'6", 330, or is he 6'7", 370? That's a pretty big discrepancy. We had him listed at 6'5", 307 from like ninth grade or something. You know, I mean, again, not able to, to get out and see these guys as much. But Alabama with that very early offer for him, Georgia, Arkansas. I mean, he's Texas A&M, Missouri. He's got a nice offer list, so – that's where Arkansas stands these last several years in offensive line recruiting. Pretty good. Pretty good shakeup. Pretty good setup. So just looking at um, Arkansas's recruiting over the years, I did a long breakdown, and I'm not going to give away everything because it is a VIP article, but uh, just did a breakdown. Arkansas has 24 or will have 24 four-star prospects on the roster when the season kicks off. And just kind of went through all these guys, and I'll talk about a few of them just – are they living up to where they were ranked? And, you know, like a guy like K.J. Jefferson, probably too early to tell, but still gave a breakdown in my thoughts on where he is right now. So K.J. was the number 331 overall prospect in the country, number 12 dual threat quarterback, and number 14 overall in Mississippi. On 24-7 sports, he was number five dual threat quarterback, number 14 in Mississippi also. So to me, 331, there are 259 players drafted, okay, in this past NFL draft, 259. So if you're 331 and you're – first of all, if you're a four-star, that's like this guy has the potential to be drafted. But still at 331 you're saying, but maybe he falls just outside that draft category if we had to rank him, right? So there's usually about 350 players. There's about 30 – there's 32 five-stars and then, you know, the next 320 or so or four-stars. And then it goes up. There's even more. There's like probably 1,000 or more three-stars. Um, you know, and then two-stars, there's – few thousand probably so that's just kind of how the rank obviously there's more players are going to fit in each category after that so uh with kj i feel like if you're going to start at quarterback and you haven't yet i feel like that ranking is justified to say you know this guy's right about where he should be right now so as it stands right now i would say it's justified and really probably if you're a starting quarterback at, m- at most of the time, not all the time. If you're a starting quarterback in the SEC, you probably should be a four-star. You know, Malik Hornsby, there's just no way to tell just yet, although the physical gifts that he has, the explosion, definitely warrant, in my opinion, saying this guy has a chance, you know. Um, running back, you know, I would say, you know, T.J. Hammonds. I love T.J., but probably hasn't lived up to the number 239 prospect in the country. He has flashed here and there. He's looked like a four-star here and there. Just the consistency hasn't been there. And, again, projecting as a guy being 239, you're saying, like, this guy's back into the draft. 
Raheem Sanders looks like it. A.J. Green looks like it. I mean, A.J. Green is a 10-3, 800-meters guy. I mean, that's hard not to put a four-star stamp on that. Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks, I'll go over – okay, so I don't want to go over all this, you know, just one by one, all 24 players, but I want to go over a couple of guys that were undervalued, and Traylon Burks is one of them. Okay, Traylon Burks was number 103 overall prospect in the country, number 16 wide receiver, number one in Arkansas. Okay, the thing that Traylon Burks has in common with Jalen Catalan, who's also underrated, Jalen Catalan was like 300-something and slid in the rankings. The thing they have in common is tore ACL. They tore their, Both of them tore their ACL their senior year. So that probably impacted them a little bit and being ranked. Now, with Traylon, Traylon did not go to a single camp Ever. So I want to credit 24-7 Sports for listening to people that did see Traylon Burks in person because you're you're going off of, you know, local recruiting guys and stuff like that and off of his film, which his film was just basically every play that he made. It wasn't like a compact, you know, five-minute highlight video. So with Traylon, Torres ACL, I remember them asking, like, hey, is he going to play linebacker? Is he a linebacker? He's 6'3", 225, you know. Um, but, like, just – Telling, no, this guy's a special player, okay? So the fact that they ranked him almost in the top 100 without having seen him in person, without having a verified 40 or 100-meter time, which 24-7 Sports really likes to have that information, um, it is, it's just dramatically rare to rank a player like that. And Traylon Burks, as we know, this isn't a guy that came out with the top 10, or top 5, or anything like that. I don't even think he tweeted where he was going. I think he might have like told Danny. I think he might have told Danny and then disappeared to go fishing. You know, there was just – it's just not just not the kind of guy that was going to do all that kind of stuff, you know. As we know, Burks is a pretty unique individual. So, Jalen Burks was one. And then I would say – you know, here's another one I want to bring up. Uh, Ricky Stromberg. So, Ricky Stromberg, who I think has potential at the next level – Ricky was like 330 pounds when he went to the uh, the opening uh, regional camp. And he had a vertical jump at 330 that was higher than any player in the country for 280 pounds over. So he's like 50 pounds bigger. And that was like his junior year. So he was still a three-star recruit when that happened. And then he drops his weight down to 280 by his senior season. And puts out his highlight video. So at the at that particular camp, there were recruiting analysts from both ESPN and 24-7 there. Rivals wasn't there. So ESPN and 24-7 Sports, after his senior video came out, and that he and he was also 280, bumped him, immediately bumped him up to a four-star. Okay. So Rivals didn't because I don't I guess Rivals wasn't at that camp. So but still, even though he was a four-star on those two services, he wasn't a composite four-star because his other ranking was was a lot lower. So, 501 overall for Ricky Stromberg on the composite, number six center, number eight in Oklahoma. 24-7 sports had him the number five center and number four Oklahoma and had him a four-star. But uh, I want to get to Jalen Catalan. Where's Jalen? Okay, Jalen Catalan was 305 overall, number 26 safety, number 38 in Texas. We know Danny West was actually went to watch him play his first game as a senior in high school. He played quarterback safety and uh, tore his ACL in the first, maybe like the first quarter of that game. So, But he was a big get, the biggest get for um, on the defensive side of the ball for the Chad Morris regime, for sure. So, 
you can read that article I'll write down all 24 four-star recruits on the Arkansas roster right now we're gonna get your questions here in a second I want to touch on this um Khalil Ware who's ranked number 30 prospect in the country basketball uh there's a he had a uh a standout performance at the Who Want the Smoke. <laughs> it's a good name. Um, but he said, I'll just tell you what he says about Arkansas real quick. But uh, school's close to home. My family would be able to come see me play. However, my decision will be more about the best fit for me than it is about location. He's also got Memphis, USC, uh, several other schools that are interested in Khalil Ware out of North Little Rock. It's a really good class coming up, obviously. Uh, Odie. Oguwama, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, out of Wake Forest, transfer from Wake Forest. Uh, he's really high on Arkansas. He's got Cincinnati, Kansas in the mix there. But we know Arkansas is in the mix for another addition there. Uh, probably more than that. But 6'9", 225, originally from Raleigh, North Carolina. Averaged, averaged 7.6 points, 5.4 rebounds, playing 21.9 minutes per game, played 20 games last year. Season for Wake. Excuse me. And that's where things are right now. CBS Sports grades of the college football coaching hires. This is always a fun article. Brett Bielema, the reason I bring it up, Brett Bielema, obviously, I haven't looked at these yet. I just kind of wanted to do them with you. But Brett Bielema is an A- minus for Illinois. I think I agree with that. I think that, you know, Brett has a lot of college coaching experience. He is very proven in the Big Ten. I mean, like, I think that SEC for him was kind of a bit of a learning experience. But then, he, you know, he spent time in the NFL now. So, you know that he's going to pick up more knowledge from that. You know, you don't recruit in the NFL. You just spend all your time breaking down film, watching film, coaching. You know, that's the whole thing. So, um, I felt like Brett maybe could have used a little bit of time away from the college game like this. And, and now is maybe a good time to get back into it. Um He's from there. I mean, it's it's it seems like a good fit to me. And, yeah, I've always liked Brett on a personal level. Andy Avalos, Boise State, B+. Brian Harson, Auburn, A-. To me, he's got something to prove. I, you know, I just – we'll see. You never you never really know. But I'm, I'm not – I wasn't like, whoa, Brian Har- – Auburn got Brian Harson. Are you kidding me? I w- were you like that? I wasn't – I wasn't like that, you know. And – you know, people were saying that about the Sam Pittman thing, and two, you know, like who's Sam Pittman, <laughs> an offensive line coach? So you never know until you know a guy gets going. And you know, Dabo Sweeney almost got fired at Clemson at one point. So Blake Anderson at Utah State, B plus. Jed Fish at Arizona, C. Lance Leopold, Kansas, A minus. Clark Lee at Vanderbilt, B. Terry Bowden. University of Louisiana Monroe, B minus. Steve Sarkeesian with an A plus at Texas. I don't know if Sark is an A plus hire. I mean, he's a. I think he can be a good hire, but he ran into some issues, obviously at USC. He's been working under Nick Saban, obviously. I mean, it's not like to me an A plus hire is if Texas got Nick Saban, like they used to talk about all the time. Can we get Nick Saban? Or you know, if you go and get Dabo or something like Sarkeesian, to me. Isn't maybe you give him an A or an A minus or something, and a wait and see. That isn't that's not indicative of like how they're going to perform. But to say like this guy's an A plus, I'm not quite sure that I would say that. Butch Jones, Arkansas State B. I'm not 
blown away. I'm sorry, Arkansas State. I'm not. I've never been blown away with Butch Jones as a coach. I just think he is very robotic. Very. He's like cliche coach to the max. Kane Womack, South Alabama. You guys remember Kane Womack? Played fullback at Arkansas. Played under his dad here um, when he was a defensive coordinator. But Kane Womack, that's an Arkansas guy right there. South Alabama, B. Charles Huff, Marshall, B minus. Will Hall, Southern Miss, B. Shane Beamer, South Carolina, C minus. They're hating hard on, on Shane Beamer. I don't know why Shane Beamer's a C minus and Sarkeesian is an A plus. We'll see. Josh Heupel, Tennessee C. I'm not blown away with the Josh Heupel hire, to be honest with you. I mean, I kind of felt like to be, again, honest. <laughs> I don't know why. You know how I picked that up from Sam Pittman because Sam Pittman says, well, to be honest with you, um, I kind of picked that up from him, just covering him so much. But, yes, I feel like UCF got Gus Malzahn. Tennessee got Heupel from UCF. I kind of feel like UCF got the better end of that. That's my opinion. Some fun articles this time of year, you know, with things slowing down a little bit with with camp. Um, you know, we're kind of in a weird spot. We we came from the, like the cluster of sports with basketball, March Madness, spring football, baseball really picking up steam with uh, conference play. Um, so you have all that stuff going on. And then you hit May, and it's just, you know, it's really only baseball. So you come up with, you know, a lot of interesting stories, a lot of top tens, a lot of pre-mock drafts and stuff like that, all that kind of stuff. By the way, Traylon Burks on the um, a, a recent mock draft from Pro Football Fo- Pro Football Focus, they had him number 30. I've seen him go 16 and 30 and not drafted in the first round um, on some recent mock drafts. But that's it's the kind of, you know, time of year for that until we hit June when recruiting picks up again for the first time forever. That could be really crazy. So a um, few weeks, three weeks of just kind of just baseball until recruiting really picks up. Okay. I'm sure we got a few questions built up here. Oh, we got to talk about baseball real quick. But Arkansas just finishing uh, another series win against Georgia, 2-1. So they've won every series so far now. They can only lose two series at Tennessee and then Florida at home. That's the next two series they've got. So, Tuesday, May 11th, Arkansas State and Fayetteville, 6.30 p.m., SEC Network Plus. And then the weekend, you got Tennessee on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That's at 5.30, 11 a.m., and 12 p.m. at Tennessee and Knoxville. Both of those games. First game is SEC Network Plus. The mid middle game is uh, SEC Network and then SEC Network Plus for the Sunday game. And then you've got – um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, starting May 20th at 6 p.m. against Florida in Fayetteville. And then 7 p.m. on Friday, and then Saturday game is at 2. All of those games are – well, the first two games are SEC Network, and then the Saturday game is SEC Network Plus. And then the SEC tournament from Hoover, Alabama, starts Tuesday, May 25th. So that's where things are with baseball. Arkansas is number one in the country. Everything just came out again. They stayed number one. Basically everybody, I guess, that I looked at, uh, and then they are thirty-six and nine overall with a seventeen and seven conference record. Twenty-two and five at home, eleven and four away, and then three and zero oh at neutral sites. Of course, those were Texas Tech, Texas, and TCU in Arlington to open the season. All right, let's see if we got any questions here. Brandon Oliver says, "Are the Razorbacks going to get anyone to replace the two big men we lost in the transfer portal?" Well, we just talked about one of them. 
And so, yeah, they're in the market there. Ethan Malone says, what's your biggest reason for optimism in regards to the football team this year? Also, when we know how good this team is, Texas game. I mean, I, I think a lot of it's going to hinge on K.J. Jefferson. How good is K.J. Jefferson? I mean, so much of it hinges on him. Uh, it's the most important position on the field. But I look at, is there a better situation to drop a quarterback into, really? Because everybody returns on offense. Everybody who started that last game is back on offense, except for Mike Woods. Check that. That used to be a stat. So Mike Woods is gone. But, um, yeah, you, you drop him around pretty much nine other starters returning. So uh, that's good. Uh, defensive line was probably viewed as maybe the weak spot of the defense. And you get the Ridgeway guy, you get Utsi. I mean, you really boosted the middle of your defensive line. Um, Trey Williams on the at defensive end, which I thought they were okay at defensive end anyway. Um, linebacker, you get some younger guys coming up. Levi Draper steps up from being injured all last year. You're pretty stout there. I mean, I think they have a chance to be pretty good. I, I really do. I think they have a shot at it. I mean, they, they're going to win the three non-conference games. I've said before, this done, done with these losing to these so-called cupcakes. Okay, I don't mean to call anybody cupcake, but – because Arkansas is just, you know, they've, they've been embarrassed by, by teams like that before. So, um, I think they're done with that. So, win the three non-conference games. They got a shot against Texas. They've got a shot against Texas. Coming to Fayetteville, new quarterback, new coach, new coaching staff. We'll see how it shakes out. But, um, yeah, they got a shot there. So, three non-conference wins. They can beat at home Mississippi State, Auburn, Missouri. They can beat all three of those teams. They get them at home. Texas A&M, they're the home team in Arlington. Yeah, they got some tough road games, obviously, at LSU, Alabama. Um, but, yeah, I think that they've got a shot. Second year under Sam Pittman, right? Wesley Harris says, do you think the new class current O-lineman can protect the quarterback and let us get some good running? So I kind of went over this, obviously. I love that I hit on the questions. Like these are questions that started like 32 minutes ago in the show. But I love that I've hit these uh, kind of on the way. But um, I think Arkansas has done a good job recruiting offensive linemen just based on everything that I said there. So step in the right direction. I mean, everybody – I always bring this up when um, there was this breakdown that I saw of Justin Fields. This has been a couple years ago now, but they're just talking about how mature he looks, how patient he is going through his progression. He's going first guy, second, third, fourth, fifth options at wide receiver. And I'm just thinking, I'm counting on like 1,001. Like I get to like 1,007. He has all day to throw, all day long. Quarterback can make you look good. Or excuse me, offensive line can make quarterback look good. Gaucher is how to pronounce Gautier. Gautier. Gaucher. I knew it couldn't have been that. Usually it's it's like the easiest way you can pronounce it, especially when you're talking about those Cajuns. John Sullivan says, do you, think, do you think the way scholarships can be given is going to change with players being able to leave? Isn't it having to be on campus for a year now before someone can be put on now? You're talking about walk-ons? Walk-ons are got to be on campus a year and they can be put on scholarship. It used to be two years. I'm not sure exactly what you mean by that, John. Sorry. Kyle Neal Brewer says, KJ has the potential to be as good as the work he puts in. I think he's got a shot. Ethan Malone says, what do you think about Malik giving the, giving the NFL another go? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, I believe it. I, from what I understand, he looked good. Um, in the uh, – what was the team he's playing with? I can't remember what he was, but – Sam Pilton being the top SEC offensive line. I think he's on his way. I mean, 
they have recruited at a pretty high level on the offensive line so far. All right, everybody. I think we got all your questions answered. I mean, we answered a lot of them just throughout the show, so I like when we do that. All right, one more time before we leave you here. I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live and YouTube. If you haven't thrown us a thumbs up or a like on those networks, then uh, do so, please. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Throw us a five-star rating and say something nice. And if you accidentally left a one-star review and said like a glowing review and gave it one star, go back and check and make sure you, <laughs> you didn't mess up on that on accident. So, um, But I appreciate everybody leaving their reviews on Apple Podcasts. It certainly helps boost the show. Also available on Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Sign up for our t- free text alerts, our newsletter, and sign up at hogsports.com for $1 right now for your first month. All right, everybody. Appreciate you for joining us. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.